Thanks for listening to 104 Lorne, and please remember the three S's. Subscribe, share, and support. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it on Facebook in an email and a text message link to a friend. And, uh, and if this podcast is a blessing to you and something that you're really getting a lot out of, then uh, go ahead and support the channel if you'd like to by clicking on the support button. Thanks again. God bless. Grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hey everybody, it's Paul with 10-4 Lord, and this morning I am on my way to Jacksonville, Florida. I'm stopped at a Love's truck stop in Mississippi for a little third, quick 30-minute break, some breakfast. And I was listening to uh, the book of Colossians, the, the epistle of Colossians, this morning as I was driving. And something stuck out that just really caught my attention. And one of the things when, when we read or listen to the scriptures... It's good to listen for certain themes and certain patterns. And one of the themes that you hear repeated in the letters of the Apostle Paul was our liberty from the law of Moses. And so I'd like to, since I am parked, I'd like to read this in Colossians chapter 2. It's such a cool record. So it says... And it's talking about our our identity in Christ and how we are in him and we were buried with him, we were raised with him. And then in verse 13, it says, You being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened together with him. Quickened means made alive. Having forgiven you all trespasses. Verse 14 blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. So what is that talking about? That's talking about the law of Moses. It's saying that Jesus Christ took the covenant of the law, the law of Moses. The com- it says blotting out the handwriting, handwriting of ordinances. Ordinances means commandments. That was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. So Jesus Christ, in a figurative sense, and it really in a, in a spiritual and legal sense, nailed the law of Moses to his cross and wrote paid in full across it. Okay. And, and you know, really you could say null and void across it so the law was nailed to jesus's christ jesus's cross and one of the things about the law is that it was it 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 convicted man of his sin and and it proved man to be a sinner and in need of a savior well when jesus christ paid for our sins on the cross then he freed us from that guilt and he freed us from the bondage under the law. So in case you think I'm full of it, <laughs> let's read on. Verse 15, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Verse 16, let no man judge you in meat or in drink or respect of a holy day or a new moon, or a Sabbath day, okay? What's the context here? Context is the law of Moses 
being nullified by the cross, that the, the, the law of Moses being nailed to Jesus's cross, right? So because of that, let no man judge you in meat. Well, that's the dietary law, right? Jews could not eat pork. They could not eat shellfish, okay? Um, so neither Jew nor Gentile, if they are in Christ, they are not under the dietary law. Okay, or respect of a holy day, that would be Passover, and you know the other feasts of the of the Jewish, uh, you know of the of the law of the, the other feasts contained in the law of Moses that the Jewish people had to follow, or the new moon, or of the Sabbath days. You're not under the law of the Sabbath day anymore. Okay, is there a principle of Sabbath? Absolutely. Well, you know, the Bible says that Jesus is our Sabbath rest, right? But is there a, a practical principle of Sabbath in the sense of taking time to rest and kind of, you know, recharge your batteries? Sure there is, you know. I mean, God rested in Genesis, and that was, you know, on the Sabbath day, and he set that principle um, long before the law was given. So there's still a principle of Sabbath, but there's no law of Sabbath, right? So you're, you know, if, if, if you honor the Lord on Sunday or honor the Lord on Saturday or honor the Lord on Wednesday by taking a, a day to, that's devoted to him, um, it doesn't matter. Okay. And, and you're, you're just not under the law of the Sabbath anymore. So I won't, you know, there's, there, there's a whole teaching you could do just on Sabbath rest. But suffice to say, clearly from this record, because we are free from the law, because it was nailed to Jesus' cross, that we're not under the law for the dietary law or the, uh, the ceremonial law, right? Neither one. So verse 17 says, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. So, and the shadow is like a, it's like a, a representation right so if you look in the law there's a lot of things in the law and the prophets that were representations of christ you know abraham's ram that was you know his horns were caught in the in the briars um you know different things like that joseph is a shadow or a figure of the coming christ uh, at, at times david is as well and the law, the things in the law, much of the law is a, a thing that is pointing to what's coming. And so it's kind of like a map in a way. And say a command. <laughs> there's, there's the, uh, my GPS talking to me again. Yeah. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. There's a good command. Um, so the, the shadow of things to come. So it's like when you read a roadmap and you're following that roadmap because it's bringing you to a destination. Well, once you get to the destination, you don't need the roadmap anymore, right? When you get somewhere that, that you have planned a route that's leading you to that destination, once you've arrived there, you're not going to just sit there and stare at the, at that roadmap. You're going to get out of your car or your 18-wheeler or whatever it be and do what it is you got there to do, 
And that's what the law did. It was pointing us, it was pointing man to the Messiah. Say a command. <laughs> I'll just turn that thing off. Oh my goodness. There you go. Just turn it off for a minute. Um, so it was pointing the Jews and it was pointing man to the Messiah. Right? But once Christ is here and we are in him and the Spirit of God the, which is within us, which is greater than the law, the, the moral standard, if you will, of the Spirit of God is higher than the moral standard of the law because it goes to the heart, not just to your actions, that you're no longer under the law. You're no longer trying to follow the roadmap, right? Because you've reached your, the destination, and that destination is Christ himself. The Bible says, it, it talks about, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, if Christ is in you, you don't need a you no longer need a roadmap to get to Him. You are, if you are have received Christ, and He literally dwells within you, then He is your guide, and He is the one by His Spirit leading in, leading you in the paths of righteousness for His namesake, like Psalm twenty three prophesied of. Right. So, just keep in mind, and it's funny because. You know, when I opened up Colossians, I wasn't, I didn't have an agenda to talk about uh, legalism, you know, because I've, I've done several episodes recently about legalism and about how um, the enemy is trying to work through these people to pervert and twist the gospel and change it. And once you change the gospel, it's no longer the gospel. Uh, and he knows that. And. So I did, you know. So I've done several episodes about that. So I didn't have an agenda to talk about that today, but I just started listening to Colossians. I get to chapter two, and it's like, bam! There it is again. Not just in Galatians, but it's right there in Colossians. You know. So, and that's what these legalists do. They're they're going to start start telling you, you know. For, at first, they say, oh, it's just a nice thing to observe, and blah, 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 and they, they won't make it like it's it's an imperative. But then after a while, they will start telling you you have to do it. And they will start judging you in, in the according to the dietary law and according to the, the feast days and the Sabbath days. Just give it time. They will. So, you know, the Apostle Paul right here says, let no man, don't let anybody do that. They start trying to put you under that. You tell them no. Jesus Christ fulfilled and ended that, that the, the law of ordinances, the law of commandments, the ordinances that were contrary to me and against me, the law of Moses, which, which, you know, was to reveal the guilt of man, that he nailed that to the cross. And that is over. That is gone. I am not under that. I am the law that I live by is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, not the, the carnal commandment of the law of Moses. So. It's good to to really study the scriptures and be strong in these things and make these things uh, solidified in our minds because I am constantly amazed at the things people get deceived by. You know, the, the people people who, you know, that they've been in church for decades, somebody comes along with a false doctrine and they just swallow it. And I'm like, have you not been reading the Bible all this time? You've been in church 20, 30 years, and yet you know the scriptures so little that you're that easy to deceive? 
So it is important for us to study, especially the the scriptures that apply to the church age. Okay, the when you read Acts and Acts, the book of Acts is transitional. They're transitioning out of the age of the law and and Israel, God dealing with man through Israel at that time to the age of the church, which we're in now, the, the age of grace. And there's coming a time where God's going to be dealing with Israel as a nation again in the future. Okay, that time is not now. That time is not now. That time, this is the age of the church. So read Acts. It's transitional. It's transitioning from the old covenant into the new covenant age and the age of grace. Uh, you see a lot of, you know, Paul, the God dealing with the apostle Peter. Revealing that the Gentiles are accepted and, and you know, they don't need to be proselytized. They're, they're saved by faith. Then Paul comes along and the Lord Jesus reveals that to him to an even greater extent. And then, you know, read Romans and First and Second Corinthians and Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, First and Second Thessalonians. Read all these church epistles. You know, read the leadership epistles of Timothy and Titus. Read these church age books, these church age letters, because they're really addressed directly to the church. Now, the things that are in the Old Covenant, are they profitable for our education, for us to learn things, for us to see things about, you know, because like we said, you know, the, a lot of things in the Old Testament are a picture uh, of Christ. They, they, it's like just a, it's like a, just a, a representation of spiritual things that would come. There's so much. Yes, absolutely. All scripture is profitable for doctrine, proof, and correction. So doesn't matter where it is in the Bible. It's all profitable. But understand the difference between what's written for your learning, which is the Old Covenant, and what is actually written to you, which is the church epistles. So just a little tip. Study the study the Bible, get to know the Word of God, and in so doing, you can help yourself and others to avoid from being deceived with false doctrines. So that's all I got today. Grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Y'all have a great day and be safe out there. Here's the million dollar question. Will you go to heaven when you die? Here's a quick test. Have you ever lied? stolen, or use God's name in vain? Jesus said, whosoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If you have done these things, God sees you as a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterer at heart, and the Bible warns that one day God will punish you in a terrible place called hell. But God is not willing that any should perish. Sinners broke God's law, and Jesus paid their fine. This means that God can legally dismiss your case. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Then Jesus rose from the dead, defeating death. Today, repent and trust Jesus, and God will give you eternal life as a free gift then read the Bible daily and obey it, and God will never fail you.